Hi, everybody. This is Patty Negri. Welcome to the Witching Hour. Yep, the hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens. I've got two for one magic for you today. I have got my absolute favorite husband and wife paranormal couple, Jay and Marie Yates. You know them from all sorts of television shows. You know them from Vulture City Paracon. And we're going to learn a lot more about them. But before I bring on Jay and Marie, where's Patty? That's right. I have to look in my Google Calendar just so I can tell you that means I'm going to find out myself. If you are watching or listening to this, the first week we first drop, the week of August 15th, 2022. Yep. The year is almost over. I'm here. I am in Los Angeles um, for the rest of the week, a week and a half, actually. Um, if you want to join me in class on Tuesday evening, I'm going to be teaching a basic class in Wicca, witchcraft, and paganism. A lot of people don't really know that I, I'm a witch. What does that mean? Are you What's ceremonial witch? compared to a Thelemic witch, compared to a chaos magician. What's a hedge witch, a kitchen witch, a garden witch, an elemental witch, compasses and things like that. So I am teaching a class on that on Zoom, wherever you are. Just go to universitymagicus.com, join us. It's going to be fun and it might clear up some stuff that people just go, oh, that's so simple, right? That's Tuesday. And that's it. For this week. I'm not going to be teaching Sunday classes for a while because I'm going into travel mode. And my next place to be is Michigan Paracon. That's a big one, you guys. If you're anywhere near Michigan or can jump in a plane, go to that. That is the 26th and 28th of this month. Yes, very, very close. Get your plane tickets fast. Everybody who's anybody is there, even my fellow cohort, Bridget Marquardt, from also working with Rob and me. And Everybody, all the shows, I'm going to be doing a gallery. Chip Coffee's going to be doing a gallery. So see you in Michigan. If you don't want to go to Michigan, how about Virginia City? We know how haunted that is. I'm going to be at PEX uh, Paranormal Experience September 16th through 18th. And then I'm going back east to Boston area for a real witchy weekend. If you want to get into the whole witchy, hecate, magical, going into, we hang out in graveyards and talk about graveyard dirt. Symposium Catonia, September 23rd through 25th. We are at a beautiful old haunted house in Orange, Massachusetts, this big mansion. And we are there doing magic and workshops with Jeff Cullen and Sal Santoro. So check out the Crooked Path Um they have all the information there, the Crooked Path, Sal Santoro, or I am posting everything. And then I'm going to come back to L.A., L.A. area. Orange County Paracon is October 1st and 2nd. Then I'm heading to Arizona, Vulture City Paracon with Jay and Marie. So you got to go to that one, October 8th and 9th. Then I'm hopping on the plane to go to New Orleans for New Orleans. It's a vampire ball. It's a big five days of magic and fun and dancing, and fun clothes, and getting into be the beautiful magic city of New Orleans. And then I think I'm home for a minute and a half. Not really. I think I've got two or three trips. But the one you have to really plan for is Romania. November in Romania. I've got some really good videos going out there now. Do follow all my social media. Um, Father Sebastian, myself, and the demonologist priest James Anito is going to some of the most magical mystical, spooky, haunted places in Romania. Once in a lifetime trip. So I hope to see you at any, all, or just online. But other than that, that's where Patty is. I'm sitting home in Hollywood right now, this minute, for a minute. Guess what time it is? Yep. It is time for the Willow Report. No, we're not yet calling it the Willow and Grace Report. It's still the Willow Report. But I just like to show you Grace every week right now because she's twice the size every single week. Now, I just woke them both up. They were napping. Willow had her arm wrapped around Grace. I've never seen such a cute pair. I have always, always had cats and dogs together. They have always, always got along. But I've never had them cuddle and kiss and lick and take care of each other so much as these two have. So the Willow Report today actually is not about Willow and Grace this time. It's about Willow's playdates. Um, I've talked about them a little bit. Ah, oh, there's Aryan. There's Aryan. Um, a little bit. But they're getting 
to be like the experience of the century almost every single day where it used to be two or three dogs would get together four or five dogs, six or seven dogs. Now there's an average of 13 dogs of all sizes, little bitty dogs, um, even smaller than Willow, great big dogs. We have three or four big blonde, like labs type, uh, golden retriever dogs, little pug dogs. And there goes, where goes Grace? Oh, there goes Grace. She has a mind of her own. Um, so what we're learning from that, I'm bringing Grace down. I don't, I hold her because she hasn't had all her shots because there is usually 13 dogs and one cat. There's this beautiful black cat, Binks. Um, he's a witchy cat. He's got a rhinestone collar and a big old pentacle hanging on his neck. And he stands his own with all those dogs. Um, so I'm bringing Willow because I want her to be a lot like Binks when she can. And there goes Grace. There she goes. Boom. Well, not onto my leg. <laughs> I do look like I've been beat up by needles everywhere on my body. But Willow, since she's been doing these play dates, the, how they learn to work with each other, to play with each other. If you have a dog, if you live in a neighborhood with other people to hire dogs, I highly recommend starting this. Because again, it starts out with the pups. Um, pups who didn't know that they liked other dogs. And again, you could do it at a dog park because dog parks are almost everywhere now. But if you have this set group of animals that show up together, if you're just lucky enough that you're all off work at six o'clock or early morning before you go into whatever you do, it changes everything. Willow knows these friends as they come up every day. Her bark changes, her howl changes. It's like, my best friends are here. Think of when you were a kid or if you have kids, the joy they have in seeing their friends, it changes their way they are at home. And on top of how the dogs are, and occasional cats are, so the people. I live in an amazing neighborhood. I've never lived anywhere that everybody knows each other. We have barbecues. But now there's this other little group of like eh, about 15 people that are becoming really, really close. It's kind of like the, the, the mommy play dates or mommy and me classes with people who have kids, but it's people who have dogs. And we are making the best of friends closer than we have ever done, even just with this really close neighborhood. So look around and we probably should be close because ours are the people who live closest. Wherever you live, if you live with people with other dogs, talk to them about, maybe it doesn't have to be every day like ours, but once a week, Saturdays, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, be where you do, it'll change your life. It'll change your pup's life and your cat. If you have a cat like Binks, <sighs> puppy play dates. And now we have threads and things and videos and who knows they're gonna have their own podcast one of these days i'm sure the hollywood the hollywood critters i don't know we get a name do you need a name okay she wants down to anyway i just wanted to say it took me a moment to realize how things had so changed both for willow and in her life i've always said that's why she's so tired when we do this because she runs wild for an hour so she's going to be healthy and strong and happy and well adjusted with other people and other pets, and you'll be having more friends too. That what grammatically wasn't correct. You'll be having more friends. You will have more friends. You will get closer to friends and neighbors. You'll be there for each other. If somebody goes away, hey, you wanna watch my dog for a couple hours, house sitting. So there's no bad side to setting up a puppy play date. It just takes one person to do it. Why don't you make it you? That's today's Willow Report. See you next week. Hi everybody, it's time for our magic lesson or our spell crafting lesson. Today, we are going to talk about personal protection magic, not from burglars and people running by, but energetic protection. Um, coming from a personal, I've been spending a lot of time in hospitals lately. My big brother is going through some stuff and getting dementia, and I forgot how much energy is in hospitals. And almost all of you watching, whether you call yourself a witch or a psychic or a medium or whatever you wanna call yourself, almost all of you are very, are empaths out there. You feel things, because that's why you go, come to shows like this. You want to explain the stuff you feel, that you see, that you know, whatever title you wanna give yourself. So we don't wanna be taking on that person's angst and that person's headache and that person's sad mood along the way. 
And most of us tend to, because we're open, we're magical people, we're spiritual people. So our hearts are open, our energy's open. So we've really got to learn to protect ourselves, especially these days. Again, people are still living in fear from this pandemic and everything going on on the planet. And we don't want to get so protected that we just, you know, put 14 things of armor on, or we don't want to not go out. We want to live life. We want to enjoy life, but we don't want to tap into the fear and illness and all that energetically. There's lots of ways to do it. I'm just going to teach you mine. Do it within your belief system or religion. If you have one, if it's a prayer that will protect you, go with a prayer. If it's working with your angels, it's working with your Christ light. That's great. I like energetic protection that works across the board. My favorite thing to do is my mirrored protection. Um, Cause mirrors, things bounce off, right? They bounce off of mirrors. We know how magical mirrors are because mirrors are portals. We always look into the haunted house. Has your, is your mirror charged? Is your mirror open? Is it? And mirrors are really protective. You know, we could put a protection bubble around ourselves that's cement or titanium or solid wood. And we're just talking energetically, by the way, because remember, this energetic world is just as solid as this because this isn't solid. We are moving atoms. So it's just science. So say you're going out in the world and, and, and you don't want to take on the angst of the people and the just coming out for the first time, or you're going into something like a hospital or a place where there's lots of energy and there's sometimes lots of spirits hanging around and people who had fear and people who died and you got to stay clear. You got to stay clean. Um, my best way to do it is first, I do like to run a little light through my body because again, you don't want to seal yourself off with a mirror and then be all crunkety inside. So I like to go, okay, just take a deep breath, maybe three deep breaths. If that's what you need, just like I breathe in light, 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 exhale out anything that's messy. You want to do it from your heart. I like often like I'll create a little gold ball in my heart and I'll just bleh, blow it up all over. With a breath, I like hand movements too. So I'll like open my hand, close my hands. You could do the same thing with your on off switch that we talked about, your psychic ability, your mediumship ability. You don't want to be talking to the dead shopper's grandma in the produce department, but we're just talking energetic protection right now, whether your psychic medium switch is on or off. We just don't want to take on other people's energy. So I do breathe. Ha, I am clear. And then we're going to put a bubble around yourself, a big old egg around yourself. Again, you could do lots of things, but here's why mirror is a really good idea. Mirror bounces off. So when somebody, if somebody is purposely throwing bad energy at you, remember, I don't do negative magic, but I do do protective magic. If somebody is, you're in your office and somebody's maybe they're just jealous of you. Maybe they're insecure, which is usually is, but they're throwing shade. They're showing whether they're commenting on it with words. Sometimes you don't know words. Remember your energy speaks just as loudly as your actions and your words. So if there's somebody in your office that you just, they drain you, you just know they're thinking bad things about you or saying bad things. If you have mirror on you and they're throwing that shade, guess what? They, unconsciously, subconsciously, they're going to see how ugly they look doing it. Just a flash of a second. They're going to see how unattractive they are throwing that shade at you. And because it's a mirror, it's going to kind of bounce back a little. And I'm not saying send it right back. It's going to bounce back because things bounce. So they're going to go, wow, that was unattractive. Me thinking naughty thoughts about Patty. And I looked really bad doing it. And wow, now I feel bad. I've got nasty thoughts about me. And then they're kind of kind of going to kind of see through that invisible, magical, mirrored wall and see it didn't bother you at all. There, Patty sits going, love, just love. I'm just sending out love. These people wishing me bad. Love, love, love. So that next time or that next day, they're not going to throw so bad at all. They're not going to go, well, I did not get the payoff of her getting upset by me throwing her shade. I... I got stung a little bit and I didn't look so pretty. Next time they're going to not throw so hard or not throw at all. And it'll get lesser and lesser until they don't. That's how we can control what energy it's cause and effect action and reaction. Now, most people aren't necessarily throwing you shade. You're just, they're doing their own business, but you are going to pick up that headache, that fear base, that worrying in the car or almost anything. Literally those little things along the way, if you're driving and you accidentally cut somebody off or purposely cut somebody and they curse you, bah, 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 
that's energy being thrown at you. So it's going to bounce right off. They're not going to necessarily see, see, again, if it's somebody just on the escalator in the mall going, I feel so bad, it's not going to bounce off. It's, it's going to bounce back, but you're not going to get it. You could practice this. It was really hard to practice this during COVID <laughs> because we were all in our houses all by ourselves. But now that we're getting out a little bit with or without a mask, practice it someplace crowded an escalator, in a mall. An elevator is my favorite thing. Um, you're getting in an elevator where people are funny in elevators and usually you're getting in with people you don't like. So you're all in the elevator. Say you're crowded in the elevator. Everybody's minding their own business. Practice this yourself. I Again, a little snap, a little breath. Got your mirrored egg around you or what? You will actually notice that if anybody's in the mirror, the room with you and they're not even noticing you, if they can, they will step back and they might smile at you. Like they're kind of seeing their reflection in the mirror and they look nice. Like they might smile and just step back. That's it. That's all they get. Now, if they can't step back, you guys, literally, you are sardined in that elevator. They can't step back. They might or might not smile, but all of a sudden you will notice your, your personal space is not being invaded at all. Again, just, we talk about that's personal space and the area we need. So you were there in your own merry way with your own merry energy. You ran light through yourself, so you're great. The elevator opens, you go out. Nobody knows what happened, but you were protected. So again, especially you have to go into hostile work environments or hospitals where there's so much, there is death, there is dying, there is fear, there is all this stuff. Um, protect yourself before you go in. Again, work also. I have my little protection methods, my little like eight slide across my helm of awe, wear whatever belief system, oil up however you need to. But remember just the energy, that invisible magic is just as powerful as what we have. So be aware, poof it on. I was working with one person and I, uh, I cause I, I, I have the sight. So I saw and I'm like, I see your mirrored egg that you just put on yourself. We were practicing. I'm like, that is the oddest shape mirrored egg. What is that? She's like, it's the bean. I think it's Chicago. It's the Chicago bean. So she has a Chicago bean around her. So if you want something other than just a body shaped egg, go for it. But magic is everywhere. You just have to create it yourself sometime and then hide behind it. That's your magic for today. I've got a double team couple of matches today. I'm honored and thrilled and proud to hear personal friends of mine. I've known them for several years now. I'm getting ready to see them in Vulture City. But for those of you who don't know, let me introduce you to Jay and Marie Yates. Indeed, they are a husband and wife, internationally known and respected paranormal investigators with a combined lifetime of countless paranormal experiences. Known to many as paranormal investigators, paranormal educators, haunted survivors, paranormal director of Vulture City Gulfstown, and paranormal consultants for all things paranormal. With several repeat performances on Travel Channel's hit TV Ghost Adventures, where I, we have not crossed paths, but everybody loves our ghost adventures. Um, recognized from their ongoing role on the Haunted Case Files and well over a dozen other appearances on paranormal-related television shows, both recognized for their years of research, paranormal investigations, relationship with spirits, love, and passion for the supernatural. Their groundbreaking paranormal findings gathered at Vulture City have now been made world famous and has been featured in countless blogs, vlogs, newspapers, magazines, television, networks, radio shows, podcasts, and honorable mention around the world and now here finally on the witching hour. Well, <laughs> that was a lot, but you you guys do a lot and you've been around. Welcome, Jay and Marie. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you for having us, Patty. It's good to see of you again. Of course. Yes, we are getting ready. We are getting ready um, in the very beginning of October to see each other at Vulture City. One of my, it was my second show and one of my favorite shows. For those of you who don't know, Vulture City will be talking about it. Paracon, um, it's in Wickenburg, Arizona, right? Um, not hard to get to from Southern California, I must say. I drive, and it's this old ghost town. And so, how did you, before we even get started, how did you guys get together? No, how did let's go with there to start out because 
I don't really know all of your history. I just know from the second I met you that you were like the consummate, the ultimate paranormal husband and wife team. You work together, you're experienced together, you've just done everything. How did that happen? Um, I guess I should probably start first. Uh, I, I was born around this. I mean, when people ask me, hey, when was your first paranormal encounter? I, it's as far back as I could remember. So the paranormal was very normal for me as a child growing up. Uh, it was also very terrifying at the same time because I didn't understand it. We didn't have these cool TV shows to watch that we have out today. And it wasn't so mainstream as it is today and commonly and socially acceptable, as you know. So uh, back then as a kid, it was terrifying. Uh, I was scared to death, literally. Um, I, I was brought to several, several counselors, therapists as a child. And they were like, hey, like, he's not crazy, but whatever he's seeing, he definitely believes he's seeing it. Uh, and that was the common consensus for years as I went all the way up into my teenage years. Um, and uh, I had a, a near-death experience uh, on August 13th of 1999 that kind of changed my directions. And I stopped uh, running from ghosts and I started chasing them, I, I guess you could say. Um, I got involved um, with the church. Uh, essentially got excommunicated because I talked too much about angels, demons, and paranormal. And I focused on the back of the book instead of the middle of the book and the front of the book. Um, so they weren't too happy with my methods, just to say that. Um, so uh, I was kind of lost, confused, didn't know where to go, had just gone through a really bad breakup. And then a, a, a good high school friend of mine that I knew for years introduced me to his cousin, which is now my wife, Marie. Um, and uh, neither one of us were really ready uh, no. for what was going to happen after that. But No, I wasn't ready. I was, ju <laughs> I was just getting out of divorce and uh, was not, I was so ready for a single life, to be honest with you. Um, and then mysteriously, my cousin brings over his best friend and it was, it was beyond that. We can't even say, I don't think we've ever, after that day, I think we were almost together almost every single day after that. It was the oddest way. We both fought like crazy when we first met each other. Yeah, if so, anyone's ever been around Marie and I, even today, we are both very opinionated, uh, especially when it comes to the I'm paranormal. I'm always right. I'm usually right. She's no, wrong. He's wrong. Um, but uh, no, but we, we, we definitely uh, we definitely like to banter back and forth. And that's just kind of us. And it works for us. But the paranormal, <laughs> like, uh, she wasn't too uh, big on the paranormal, didn't really understand it, um, which is kind of funny now because when we talk about her childhood, she hung it up the haunted bridge and the haunted cornfield <laughs> by the haunted railroads. She would sneak into the haunted house in the woods as a little kid. Um, and then I, know, I on... just did everything my mother told me not to do. <laughs> so, but, but true story, uh, when we first got together, um, my now adopted son, Stephen, who is now 20... Going to be 26 be on 26, the 13th, yeah. Saturday. Um, he was actually seeing and, and, and having experience with spirit. And uh, Marie just assumed that because of his autism, that was the issue. Um, and I persisted, no, it wasn't. Um, he became bonding with me like very quickly because we had that mutual understanding of what was happening on the other side. And uh, Stephen would actually sit there and speak to a boy named Nicholas and a man named Snake in our bathroom. And we never understood why. I eventually had a full form encounter with Nicholas, um, saw Snake, this male, um, very um, malignant type energy. Um, and then we finally, you moved out of that apartment into our first house. And upon moving out, what they tell you? Uh, that, that there was a uh, suicide, death, it was uh, a murder-suicide. Murder suicide. Of a guy named, his uh, street name was Snake. Yeah. And his, his son, son, son was, Nicholas. Um, um, when the, it was pretty tragic. Uh, my son had already called it. Yeah. Before that, I had seen it. Um, and I think then that probably made you a little bit, like, more. It was hard. Right? I will <laughs> honestly tell you, like, Jay, he grew up around the paranormal, knowing stuff, being scared of it. So, you know, sort of, I honestly, the only ghost I ever heard of was Casper the Friendly Ghost <laughs> on TV. I mean, so it's like a big thing run around. So Casper is a big thing. Like, I did know nothing about I was raised really big in church, um, Baptist. Um, so if I swear to you, I think I went to church more than I did regular school. Um, it felt like. Um, so I wasn't raised around that kind of stuff. So when he says I did a lot of doing stuff that my mother told me not to do. I tried to do everything that she rebelled. told me. Yeah, I rebelled a lot. So, um, so, but when I met Jay, I, my autistic son um, was seeing stuff all the time. I just assumed it was because he was autistic. 
Um, I never put two and two together being paranormal at all until Jay actually came into our lives and he was seeing the same thing. And then my autistic son that was very close to me became bonded with him and only wanted to be around him. So I started getting jealous. <laughs> like, no, 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 this is my son. Um, and so I did, I learned a little bit more. I started, you know, researching into the paranormal, finding out what it was really about. Um, when we moved into our first house together is when I had my first paranormal experience. It was funny because it was the same night he was telling me everything about his life. I, I had arranged a date because I was planning <laughs> on proposing to her. And I had I had arranged a date to where it was like a full disclosure date, right? So I had this like campfire in the backyard. We had a beautiful garden in our backyard. Worked really hard on it. Um, and I wanted to kind of like talk about my childhood in depth all the way up to where I was at presently. And just for her in full disclosure that like if you're going to be part of my life, you will inevitably be experiencing these things too. And I just wanted to be honest about it. And uh, almost immediately upon talking about my life stories and going in depth about the whole paranormal side of me, um, one of our freezers inside of our detached garage opened up and, and meat started flying out of the freezer across uh, the garage. It just, and to be honest with you, the first couple of times I'm like, oh, it's just because those things loosen up. The little <laughs> gas stuff on what's are those called those little seals the that... seals i was like oh it just came loose it's fine well when yeah. the third or fourth time when the meat actually like was thrown i don't know how far away from the freezer i was like okay what is going on and i started thinking like okay should i run <laughs> from this because <laughs> it was freaking me out and i was like okay i'm gonna go check on the kids because i i it was just like freaky he was telling me all these stories and then that experience happened so I walked into um, the, it was our side door. It wasn't our front door. It was a side door to get into our house. And as I was doing that, I seen some kind of creature that was walking on two legs. Um, but I always say it looks like a, what's it called? Uh, gargoyle. Gar yeah. And it was like full, like grayish with these dark black eyes were, it was the darkest black I've ever seen. Like if you actually, I felt like if I kept staring at them, I'd fall into the darkness and never come back out. And I seen it running from it. I, I thought it came from my house and walked and went behind our fence. And I was like, oh, my God, start screaming. I, 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 I seriously, I've never seen anything like that. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. Arizona has some creepy creatures there as animals and stuff. And I'm like, wait a sec. They wouldn't be walking on two legs. And it looked like I, I it was just creepy. And then at the same time, <laughs> the lights started like yeah we had lawn pulsating. we had lawn lights that were in the front of the house uh that started to like <laughs> pulsate really bright almost like they were breathing in and out and then they blew up yep we had a whole bunch of stuff happen long story short i asked her to marry me a couple months later she said yes i guess i really fell in love <laughs> wow Wow, yeah. Meat always flies out of freezers. No. Yeah, yeah. I have that all the time. Uh, that is so, I love that. And you were going to propose because you are really the ultimate couple. I, I, there, I know there's a few other couples out there, but not like you guys. And what you brought, you do, I like that you bring like real research and education and even what you do with Vulture City. So how did Vulture City happen? Um, Vulture City had been on our bucket list for years, but the problem with Vulture was they had an active gold mine like on site, so they would shut it down to the public. It kept switching management and ownership, um, and uh, it was just there were certain teams that were in there that were like exclusive to the place. Um, but our old reverend that was on our team, Paul Lovegrove, um, he always kept telling us like guys, you got to go there. You got to get in this place. I've been there before. It's amazing. And it was so hyped that we, of course, saw it on the original appearance on Ghost Adventures years before. And we were like, wow, we'd really love to get in there. And uh, lo and behold, Marie, every time we'd go out to film something or go to an event uh, or appearance, Marie would go to her hairstylist and they would talk. And ghosts. I miss her very much. Yes, I'm sure you do. I wish I could ship her to Tennessee. Yeah. But uh, she ended up saying, hey, uh, I know the caretaker that stays out there at Vulture City. You should go out there and check this place out. It's super haunted. Like, how did that happen? Um, and uh, in the process of all that, Paul Lovegrove, he passed away. Yeah. Um, kind of feel like he's helping on the other side to make that whole thing happen. But um, 
we uh, then contacted the uh, owners. The owners, and uh, we went out there. Funny thing, we met with them at uh, Burger King. No, they make fun of us. But, yeah, they hey, make I mean, fun of us because we met. We're very simple. We're not bougie, we, yeah, we're, we're not. not bougie, that, but we met <laughs> at them a at Burger, Burger King. King. Yeah, and, out the side of a highway. And I swear, we bonded like right then and there um, with them. And I mean, now they're they're our best friends. Um, mm. it was just, I mean, the location <clears throat> when I remember the first time we drove in there and got to go in there and we were the only, it was three of us, yeah. um, that was there. And I remember just getting out and just taking it all in. And I, you felt like there was even so much, mid, yeah, well, so it felt like there was thousands of people just walking around. Yeah. It, um, even though there was only three of us. And it, this was right after the remodel. Like if you've been out to Vulture City, this is right before all these buildings, a lot of them were on the ground. They ended up using the original materials to resurrect them back to their original glory. Um, and they've done quite well, as you've seen, because you've been there. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I, I just think it was just really ramped up. We were, I mean, tons of experience. I mean, the first, first time we went out there, I had the flare and I was flashing it. And by the hanging tree, we got a um, image of a body swinging back and forth on the hanging tree we caught a guy in the yeah. flare walking through the town that wasn't yep. there i caught uh a series i took a series of five photographs um in the brothel in the doctor's office area at the far end uh i think i took five photos on my third photograph it appears to be a woman reaching out for me um in the picture in a tall dark uh silhouette of a male uh standing behind her that's like the first 15 minutes we were there yeah. so as you can so that obviously um we, we saw the potential of the place and they were trying to look for ways to get more people out there um and they hadn't really tapped into the whole like paranormal thing and i'm like you guys should you know open this up for teams and for people to come out here and experience it um and, and let it be more well known than what it is because it, everyone thought it had just pretty much expired and uh they had a lot more remodeling they wanted to do there was uh when we got there there was i don't know like two or three more buildings that they've actually were able to redo since we've actually been there um and that was uh, us helping them do like different kinds of events and stuff like that um and proceeds going right there towards um all the um refurbishing of the building and they just stuff. recently uh we just moved over the old ball mill um from the mine side of the property over to the vulture city ghost town property so for those who haven't mm -hmm. been out there uh yet or this year yep. uh for the paracon you'll be able to experience the entire um the uh well then the generator building the i know generator the generator yeah. the generator was already there last year for people that came this year the building is actually going to be around it so you'll get to actually see the true building and then that generator um back when the mine was going um a uh it was two brothers one brother got stuck in it and started going in there and the other guy went to go grab his brother and i do believe he yeah, lost both, his arm they both i think tragically died well no them. only one did it was one passed away the other one lost his arm or something but well, there's like more that. stories yeah uh with that particular bill but anyways but that's kind of how we got our start <laughs> there and we just fell in love with the place the, the spirits uh and ourselves ended up developing really serious relationships and patty i'm sure you can understand that um and some of the viewers out there today that like i mean we have always viewed ghosts as people too ghosts using that word loosely right <laughs> Um, yeah. and, and, uh, ghosts, ghosts are people too. And you, and you develop relationships with them. Yeah. And then one of the hardest parts of leaving Arizona and coming out to Tennessee was saying goodbye for a little bit to some of them, because we developed such amazing relationships yeah. and, and people that don't understand are watching this. Like, what are you talking about? But really we developed some really great relationships with the spirits there in the town. And, uh, uh, it's it's hard to be away from it. It's almost but a late loop, you know, saying goodbye to your friends. It's I mean, just it as was, hard saying goodbye was. to friends as it was to some of the ghosts that we had come um, no. friends with, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, my experience, I think they, they don't have much time and space on the other side. So it's harder for us, the living ones, just like death is harder on those left living than that. They probably just thought you walked away a minute and a half ago and then you're showing up again. Yep. So That's it's just for thing. us that you get, we get to miss them. And I completely get, we got so much, I've done the last two or three, I'm not even sure of Vulture City. And everywhere you go, there's, you're getting evidence, you're getting feelings, you're getting, you know, the, the, the mediums, the sensitives of the group are going, oh, and, and the tech people of the group are going, oh, oh and everything's <laughs> coming together. Yeah. Everything's coming together. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, we were just out there in March. Uh, Johnny was out there, John Zaffis, and, and yes. we did a little public event. Um, and uh, John got to finally experience it. He's a great friend of ours. So I was glad he was able to get out there and kind of like, 
experience it. But just like clockwork, though, Vulture City seems to never disappoint. Um, we've done a really good job, I think, um, with everyone that's out there and the team of people that make this all work um, by really focusing and driving on the importance of respecting not only the history and the buildings and the artifacts, but also the spirits there. And if there's anything that we wanted to, to imprint in that location more than anything, it's just showing the utmost respect to the other side because they've been so generous to us by, by you know, giving us great evidence of their existence and, and, and sharing those experiences with thousands of people um, personally and then, you know, probably millions with all the, the different shows that's been featured on now. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful place. So everybody, you, there is still time to come. Now, so if somebody, a lot of my audience, they're, some are paranormal, some are more witchy and from my spiritual world. So if somebody's going, okay, I've, I, uh, am I going to get, uh, I, I, if I go to this ghost town and you guys are seeing all these ghosts, if they're a little worried, how do you, and again, to me, everything, so long as there's respect, everything's going to be fine. So what do you guys do? Do you guys have uh, like protection techniques or teach people? you know, right. how to be, how to be around spirit world. <clears throat> well, usually when I'm talking to anyone that's coming out to the town for the first time is, as I stress the importance of you are making a collect call to the other side. And it's important that you say goodbye before leaving here. It's important to say hello. It's important to say thank you. And it's very important to say goodbye. Cause I think the biggest problem with any paranormal investigator enthusiast is that they go into these locations, they make that collect call and they just leave the phone there and they just walk away and then they wonder why they have residual effects afterwards is because you never properly said goodbye and i think if your intent is right and your respect is where it should be um you're not going to have much of an issue but then again ghosts are people too so some people are jerks in life they're jerks in death and that's about maybe makes up one percent of ultra city um and and, and most of those um they're, they're more specific to both marie yeah. and i um, that they'll kind of come at us pretty strong, maybe because they're ones that didn't appreciate all the exposure to the town or they didn't appreciate all the people that are now coming back into the town. I'm not quite sure. And that's something that I would well, like you have to know. remember back in the day when we are speaking to some of these spirits that were there. Was that thunder? Yes. Sorry, we have thunder going on. and Sun's here. out and it's thundering. I, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> um, it loves their storms here. Um, but um, back in the day when the gold mine was going and the rush and everything, well, these men especially it's a lot of women now they're out here doing a lot of stuff and they look at us like why are you in our building you're not allowed to be in here so they are harsh a little bit more on women like i get it quite often i feel especially like women I'm that unwanted. are more susceptible yeah. to the other side more sensitive more gifted um and, and feeling engaging that energy with spirit and i'm not saying anything dangerous you there has been some things that happened to me um, a couple things, but nothing like that. But I will say, I feel like, oh, sometimes I'm unwanted. But you have to remember, these men were working their butts off, and the men, women were not allowed to be back there. So people have got to remember the history of the stuff. So that's what you're getting with the spirits and everything like that, I believe. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is that 1% that you can catch something that, you know, I do believe a lot of people have been talking about a portal on the, you know, on the mind side. Um, and stuff like that over there. So, I mean, there's always, and that's what I'm saying, it's ongoing research um, there at Vulture, and we enjoy it. We bring in all, so many people, and that's another reason why we bring the Paracon. Uh, I mean, we get to bring so many talented um, people and all that do different stuff, just like yourself, Patty. Everybody does something. They um, they maybe worship, not worship, but you know, like well, we have, teachings we have, we have, of different kind of methods yeah, and everything of, like that. Like, cultures, backgrounds, belief systems that come out there. And what the what makes the paracon yeah. so unique is, and with the town being so unique, is that yeah. you guys kind of get to share in that experience and to share in that that uh, discovery because we're still discovering. And um, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many hundreds of days that I've spent out there just in the town, and then and then when I bring people out to the town to experience it themselves or we have new people coming in, um, it, it, these things come out, they talk, they communicate, they interact. Yeah. Um, sometimes I will say there. a lot of, uh, a lot of our friends, um, use crystals and, you know, sage and all these different things to, you know, keep themselves, you know, guarded and stuff. And that's wonderful. Cause I know a lot of my good friends, they honestly have faith in that and they do it like Jay and I, to be honest with you, I don't, we don't have faith in that. So it doesn't work for us. It doesn't protect us. To be honest with you, our faith is in God. Um, so that's what we use when we're out there. 
Um, but I that's mean, much different today than what it used to be. Cause yeah. I can say that in the beginning of all of these <laughs> shenanigans, um, we kind of, kind of went in like full bore, um, unprotected, ungrounded, just like, come on, come at me. I was very, I used to be very aggressive investigator, um, especially yes. with malignant, uh, type hauntings and especially things dealing, um, with his family. son used to say, you're just like Zach, Zach and you are alike. <laughs> and, and, and I don't, and I don't necessarily take pride in the fact I've learned a lot over the years. Vulture was one of the places that really helped me to grow and mature a lot more as well over the years of being there and just realizing like, wow, like meet people with the same kind of way you, the energy you would want to be met with and you much have much different, you know, outcomes. But, um, but as far as like protection, like we, we definitely, um, I mean, we're grounded by our faith and our God. Um, and that seems to work for us, but everyone has their own thing, you know? Um, yeah. I know I've been more grounded with the, um, with earth a little bit more now. I will say I ended up, meditation yeah, I do a lot of meditation and stuff like that. I, Tennessee is definitely a good place for the running water. Yeah. The... <laughs> I will say I love the running water. I love the forest and all that out here. Cause it really does energize me a little bit more than, which was part of the reason I'm moving. In yeah. <laughs> so... The sun yeah. really sucked it out a lot. My energy. Hot in Arizona. No. Yeah. And I believe a hundred percent with you do. I, I see energy and it kind of doesn't matter what title. Oh, this is God going with a traditional Christian going yeah. with energy or crystals. It's, it's the energy of goodness. It's of light, yeah. of protection. It's of faith. So it doesn't, what titles you put. So I'm of that exact. That's when I started my school. That's exactly why we did it. We have from priests and preachers and witches and so yeah. coming from love, coming from this. So, so people now, so people are going, okay, I want experiences. Tell everybody a little bit about how they can get to Vulture City, when it is, where it is, you know. So this year, what the, um, October seventh. <laughs> it's October seventh through the ninth um, of this year. Um, it's in Wickenburg, Arizona, and that's probably about forty-five minutes from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, sort of going south, west a little bit. Kind of. Yeah. So um, it's a uh, Wickenburg is a very a smaller town. It's gorgeous. Um, really into the western um and definitely <laughs> embrace their cowboy their right? cowboy yeah. in side. so if you like but vulture stuff. city the town itself is maybe what like 15 minutes outside of wickenburg yeah. so typically people will stay in um the lodges in wickenburg and then come into the town but on the the seventh we have the daytime um private um exclusive uh ghost tour and hunt during the day before the meeting yeah group. we do a daytime ghost hunt is because even myself now, I will say, I have a hard time staying up at night anymore. Uh, I want to go to bed at nine o'clock. Um, and people say, well, you're a ghost hunter. Okay, well, I, you know what? I'm tired. I want to go to bed. So to be honest with you, if you're actually a paranormal investigator, you do know that, sorry to say, you could see a ghost and speak with one at one o'clock in the morning and one o'clock in the afternoon. It doesn't matter yeah. what time. Um, we do it at night because it's a lot quieter, no lights, no sounds, all that kind of stuff. So... Um, but we do a daytime one now for a lot of people because they can't do the nighttime. And, and it was requested by a lot of people that they wanted more exclusivity um, and whatnot. Um, and uh, it's definitely, I think we capped that at like, what, like 40 people? Yeah, we only, no, 30. 30 people. 30 people. So, so, and we do a tour as well. So we bring out the owners. This is a chance where you get to be personal with the owners of Vulture as well because they're very private and they don't really associate really too much. They let Jay and I do a lot of the speaking and doing stuff. So, um, but um, they'll be out there doing the tours well with us. Um, so you get to hear about the history of the tour plus do the ghost hunting. And that hunting. segues right in on Friday night into the meet and greet. Um, so that's a great time. And we got to, Patty doing there, Patty. table tipping for <laughs> yes. the time um, actually done in Vulture City. So we're excited. Um, to be honest with you, I've never experienced table tipping. I've never um, did one of the things ever. So, yeah, so I'm excited. Heard a lot of great stories. Yes, yeah. I've heard amazing stories, especially from John and Andrea Perrin. I mean, and, and Andrea Perrin will be there with us. Um, yeah. so it's, a, it's a great opportunity to meet and greet. We kind of set it up where, like, you're able to kind of come and, and, and chat with the, the speakers and the guests that we have out there. So, and then we have food and then they have like the a bar bonfire. For... We have the bar, everything. So it's more or less where you get to be one-on-one -on -one with a lot of our guest speakers. A lot of people see these um, guest speakers on TV, radio shows, all that, but they never get to actually physically talk to them. So this is your chance where you get to lay back. Each of you have a drink. If you don't drink, well, have a soda and just actually chat yeah. with each other. 
while you're in a haunted ghost town. So um, it's it's an amazing evening. Um, it's a whole weekend of events. So yeah. Saturday we have all day vending. We have all day speakers. Uh, Patty, I think on both days is doing something. One, uh, yes. Um, on Saturday she's doing her gallery gallery reading, and then on yeah. Sunday she's doing a seance. And yeah. it's the first time seance has ever happened actually at Vulture. So yeah. it's it's a lot, exciting. Of, lot of firsts there. A lot so of firsts. Yeah. And I. Um, I am so excited about table. My style of seance is very spiritualist where all that got started, but my table, my dining room table weighs like 300 pounds at least. So there's not a lot of tipping there. So I can't <laughs> wait to get there and have a non 300 pound table. Like, Oh yeah, this might tip. <laughs> we'll tip it together. So yeah, I am so excited and the best of people. And again, people you reckon you really do. I just had Andrea on the show. I've had John, I've had all the, on the show. And thrilled to finally have you. Andrea's so, amazing, dude. I love Andrea. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's got a great, great energy about she it. She reminds me a lot about you, Patty. It's she when does, you first, actually, yeah. When you first, I remember meeting you at Doug's event in Virginia City. And that's where we met. Yeah. And um, and actually, Doug was one of a, the first ones that gave us a deal at a, a, a con. And I remember you saying Doug actually invited you out for the first time. So yes. it's like Doug sort of gave us both our go out there to do the events. Normal, yeah, um, events. So um, I remember meeting you, and you—I don't know—you just have this love yeah. and peace energy around you. And I remember I got to meet Andrea for the first time last year. Yeah, we were in the um, mass paracon, paracon for Sam's. Um, you uh, came event. running back to me like, "Oh my God, you got to meet Andrea! This is this energy around her." Like. She just—it was just <laughs> full of love, and it was just it like, is. "Oh my gosh!" When you go near it. All you can do is just smile. There is no anything. And, and she's between, hilarious. Too. Yeah, and she's yeah, hilarious. She, <laughs> so it was just, I mean, it, I really wanted to have her out there at Vulture. I really wanted to. We try to do something different every year. Um, there are some people that we do have, like, we have, we honestly, we love our connection with Paraflex. Um, so it's like, we love it that you guys are part of Vulture City. I mean, you guys are family now. So um, yes. that's exciting for us. Yes, we have a yes. lot of the, the shows on Paraflex. Yeah, we, this year we had a couple of the teams that actually have shows on Paraflex. So you get to watch them and meet them while you guys come out to uh, the Paracon this year. Um, yeah, and I'm going to be doing some lives. I'm going to be doing some stuff for Paraflex. So it's yay. And then Saturday night we have the big ghost hunt. Yeah, the big ghost so hunt. And you get to investigate with these celebrities that you've seen on TV. Um, so it's going to be... Yeah, celebrities. <laughs> I, I know sometimes when people say celebrities, they look at it. To me, when you're in the paranormal field, I look at anyone that has like a show and all that, and they go out there, they are celebrities. I mean, it doesn't mean, oh, you have to be, I'm sorry, yeah, we know Zach and, you know, have a mad respect for him. But, you know, all of us have done something, and I um, have so much respect for even ones that just have a paranormal team. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and no. that's what we try to do. Yeah, we, we don't try to just make it all like celebrity top heavy. We try no. to make sure that we have people that, you know, are well respected in the community, um, that are doing great things. I mean, you don't have to be a TV personality no. to be like important to, to us. I mean, like, no. I mean, these, but we have a great group of people. And if you talk to anyone that's ever been out to the conference, we usually have some really good feedback. Uh, tickets are available right now at VultureCityParacon.com. That's VultureCityParacon.com. Um, so we do have some tickets still available. Um, uh, I will tell you the seance and the gallery reading is almost sold out. So if you want to, you know, be with Patty and experience that stuff, Jumping. you might want to get your tickets for those. Um, yeah. And, then, and it's, uh, it's going to be amazing. Cause again, we are, in, it's like a movie set. It's an old it Western really town. So <laughs> we That's where we're doing it with lots of ghosts. So what better place to do? And again, yeah. like you said, we're not in the, the serial killers, house, prison, boys, right, whatever. Right. It, the ghosts are people. Like, we're minors. And th so it's really cool. So, yes. Uh, sign up. More thunder. Uh, More thunder. Sorry. I can't wait. I'm counting down the day. <laughs> I hear. I hear. Um, well, I can't wait to see you guys. You are some of my absolute favorite people. And so, yeah, para people, for those of you who don't know, we are a special group. Of, yes. of people just like the witchy group and the spiritual group it we're special loving like-minded family that we've created and you're right about wickenburg i remember when we pulled up last year we all met i think it was like a karaoke restaurant i'd never yes. seen more cowboy hats in one day oh, ever. That's right. every yes, guy is like 
It's yeah. like, again, we're in a movie. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and Stefan actually uh, karaoke for us. Yeah. yeah so yes, he did. Fun. It was awesome. Yeah, that was so you guys want to join us. So thank you, Jay. Thank you, Marie. Mm -hmm. Again, you guys check them out. And where can people find you? Follow you on social media and all that kind of stuff, as well as uh, Vulture City. You can find us at YatesFamilyHaunting.com. Um, that's our page exclusive to her and I. Um, you can find us on social media under Jay and Marie Yates, uh, all the different platforms. Um, our paranormal team, that's thecopscrew.com, thecopscrew.com. Um, you can find our team there, but uh, we're pretty easy to get a hold of. You yeah. I think we are. <laughs> we're very open. We're one of those open book people. Um, we don't judge. So you don't have to worry about any of that coming from us. We're very open mm -hmm. to so many um, things. And that's just something we always, yeah. at the beginning, we weren't like that. <laughs> I will say that. We were very cookie cutter. Yeah, we were cookie cutter at the beginning but when you grow and just you know in life and then the paranormal um that's what you learn to do we met a lot of good people though so we're really happy yeah. i will say if anybody knows paranormal conference and there's so many good ones i mean there really is um i know michigan parapons coming up in august um this month and then we have mm. uh gettysburg bash and we're, Jay and I are actually going to be that one. And I know you're going to be at Michigan Paracon. Yeah, we're at um, Michigan. So those are two amazing ones. But those are amazing places like Vulture City Paracon is to go. And if you're into the paranormal and you've never done it, you don't know, that's your start. Go to these Paracons um, and meet, yes. um, meet up with people. Go to the events. Do the ghost hunts and stuff. That's the best way to do it. I've seen a lot of paranormal teams form from these conferences. Doug used to have conferences all the time. I'd seen people come out as guests, and then the next year they got a couple people together and they start forming this team. And by the third year, they have a full-fledged paranormal team. So these people are looking to get their start. We're not the only conference out there that has that capability of you meeting these good people. Um, we're just one of the many. Um, I'd like to think that we're one of the better ones, I hope. <laughs> one of the best. The be really one of the best because yes. you are at a haunted location. You are at a historic location. Um, I mean, they're all great and they're all different, just like all people yes. are great sure. and people are different. But um, sure. some are in big casino type buildings and things like that. It's it's not like you get to walk into the saloon kind of thing like right, you do right. at Vulture yeah. City. So you guys give the whole experience with, you know, the best of the best people and at a place that the spirits are so i will honestly say it's our paranormal family and i will honestly stick to it um we have an amazing paranormal family um and you're part of that it's kind of like I a mean, little family reunion each yeah year, really. every year it's like a big family reunion and it it's is. nice to see it i know the oc paracon is a weekend before ours so anybody that's in california can't make it to arizona you go to oc paracon I mean, and I know you're, I think you're going to be at that one as well. I'm going to so be at that one too. It's traveling yeah, season. So you know, we're getting near Halloween. We, we. <laughs> got to love Halloween time, right? I got to love, woo, go see. <laughs> I, I wake up, I don't know where I am. That's why I have the Where's Patty segment. It's like, I have no idea. Um, but again, everybody check them out. Um, Jay and Marie Yates, Vulture City Paracon. And I, I'm going to be posting lots of stuff. I'm already posting stuff. They are it's a great one to come out to meet some amazing people, meet some ghosts. So thank you. Thank you both for coming to the witching hour. Oh, well, thank, thank you, you for, for having us. us. It's an honor.